And this uh, girl did a bounce about Ariel. Oh God. It's hilarious. Um, it's hilarious. New Orleans black people just cannot be stopped. No, we're out of control. Yeah. <laughs> out of control. where we have in-depth and entertaining conversations with some, well, a lot of tangents that always eventually connect two seemingly unrelated topics. I am Nikki. And I'm Nita Sharice. And today we connect The Little Mermaid to Quentin Tarantino's Toe Face. This obsession with humans has to stop. I just want to know more about them. Ariel, don't! Poor child. I can help you. You can't live in that world unless you become a human yourself. Is that even possible? That's <laughs> what I live for. <laughs> about you seems different. I can't quite figure it out. She got legs, you idiot. Discussing The Little Mermaid, Disney's live-action remake of the 1989 animated musical. 
This new racially inclusive update stars Halle Bailey as Ariel, Javier Bardem as King Triton, Melissa McCarthy as Ursula, Jonah Howard King as Prince Eric, David Diggs as Sebastian, and Aquafina as Scuttle. As with the original, Ariel, a mermaid, longs to have a human experience despite her father's misgivings about mankind and makes a deal with Ursula to pursue romance with Prince Eric. Directed by American film and theater producer and playwright Rob Marshall, The Little Mermaid is currently available in theaters. Okay. So, um, I did not, I was not interested in seeing this movie until my kids were like, hey, mom, we got to go see this because uh, she's beautiful. And I'm like, all right. (laughs) We had been excited since they dropped the trailer like a year ago. Mm. And we knew like, we're going to be going to this. We need to start buying that little swag now. <laughs> or like as soon as it becomes available, because we just knew. Now, I never even really saw the original Little Mermaid because I think I was like 13. Or I just didn't care. Like, I remember it coming out. I know all the songs. I've seen sections of it, but I have never... Well, I, I had pre- previously had never sat down and watched it before we went to go see it. Zoe put it on because she saw it out some somewhere. It just wasn't one that it's like, oh, as soon as Zoe gets older, um, you know, I want to share this with her. I felt more like that about Beauty and the Beast and Lion King than um, that. And it's crazy because I was older when Lion King came out than Little Mermaid. I, I just didn't care. And so um, some of the people who have beef with certain things, it. I didn't care because I didn't really have like an attachment to the to the original. And they're all people that are like younger than me that are like seven and eight to 10 years younger. So they were like children, like real children when, when it came out and probably continued to watch it like as you do with, with Disney movies. I don't know any kid who sees a Disney movie one time that they like. You usually no. just keep watching it. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, but I, I, I was excited because... Uh, just being a former early childhood educator, The Little Mermaid, as far as merch and stuff, is probably one of the most popular and enduring. You can still find Little Mermaid stuff just as if the movie has just been released. Mm. Um, unlike Princess and the Frog, um, <laughs> which came way after and it's always difficult. That is starting to change because they're about to do a live, um, a live action remake of that, too. Oh. Because different people have been auditioning, including Coco Jones uh, from Bel Air. Who should be the next Princess Tiana, Coco Jones or Ari Lennox? People taking the easy way. But I know exactly where I'm going. I'm getting closer and closer every day. I was almost there. Almost there. Coco Jones, Ari Lennox dropped these random videos, basically auditioning for Disney 
singing the main Tiana song, like, hey, Disney, <laughs> you know, like, let it be me. I think Anika Noni Rose could still pull it off. I don't have time for dancing. That's just gonna have to wait a while. How long we talking about here? Ain't got time for messing around. And it's not my style. I want some grandkids. This old town can slow you down. People taking the easy way. But I know exactly where I'm going. Getting closer, closer every day. She's gorgeous and she doesn't age and she's the original one. Yeah. So I was excited about this. Halle Bailey has literal voice of an angel. Her voice is beautiful. She's so cute. Uh, I thought she did a great job. Um, our daughters loved it. Like they were, they were entranced and so were the boys um, because it's also, you know, there's like a little bit of action i thought melissa mccarthy was fine there's a lot of people that were mad at her i thought she did great what it's the it's the people that have a like not really mad i shouldn't say mad but they've really loved the uh the original and i don't know who the original voice actress was but i did listen to her performance of the uh, song um (laughs) for unfortunate souls it is really really good and so you know i think people just wanted it to just be the same thing, you know, like somebody's going to always be mad, but for somebody who is not known for singing, I thought she did just fine. Like her voice didn't need to be melodious. It just needed to be big. Yeah. She was, and she was so funny too, you know, like I, and I like her, like I like her as a performer. So yeah. yeah. They couldn't have gotten the original one, Pat Carroll to play because she died in 2022. So (laughs) Get over your fucking self. Anybody who was mad about this this movie, I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Like, just yeah. yeah, yeah. I I saw Little Mermaid on repeat because I was 11 when it came out, and I spent that summer in San Diego at my aunt's house, and she was running a daycare out of her house, and she had uh. every fucking Disney film ever, so they were constantly on. And I learned all the, like, oh. I knew nothing about that. Oh, I do now. Yeah. So, OC and I went to see this because Gabriel, he's just like, the movies are too dark, it's too loud, and it's too dangerous in there. You and OC can go see it. I'll hang out with dad. So, yeah. Yeah. So, OC was just like, we're going to see this. And then um, it was a dummy whammy because then we went back to the movies on Friday to see Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Can't wait so, to see that. And I haven't seen it yet. Oh my God. So good. I love it. Um, very long. Uh, that was my complaint about it was Little, Little Mermaid. Mermaid. It, was, it was too long. Like two hours. Like these two hours. And 15 minutes. <laughs> that None of these stories need to be told for that long. Like th- it's just. I, but I guess that justifies the exorbitant uh, price of the movie tickets now. Because I, I remember when movies used to cost $5 just because <laughs> to go That's in. That's why you got to go to matinees now. You got to go to matinees. Or if you you know belong to a certain movie theater's club, then you do the $5 Tuesdays. If you become a sponsor, you know who you are. I'll say your name. But until then. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. 
Um, in a tube for no reason. <laughs> Why y'all not sponsoring us? Because y'all don't know about us. <laughs> Why are you not sponsoring us? Um, but yeah, I was, it's been all of the talk around, around the movie and the fact that, that Ariel is black. Cause you know, black mermaids, it's a thing, you know, um, there'll be a link in the show notes to the legend of Mami Wata, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Mami Wata, uh, all throughout West Africa, um, people know Mami Wata, um, sometimes she's portrayed as having a one giant breast and one small breast, and she'll beat people with a giant breast. But um, <laughs> she, that's according to my ex. <laughs> he was scared of Mommy Wata. But other people have like viewed Mommy Wata as a benevolent spirit um, or benevolent entity that's, you know, a part of like the whole water experience. And then the legend around it is, it's like Mami Wata is herself not African, although she's black. She just represents the sea and things outside of Africa. Um, because this, you know, the sea is in Africa surrounded by seas, yes. oceans, several oceans and everything. But anyway, link in the show notes. So she just kind of like, it's the diaspora, y'all. <laughs> it it really is um so I was thinking about that and then I was also thinking about like all right the the little mermaid tale is written by Hans Christian Anderson so when people were raising a stink about Ariel being black and like well Hans Christian Anderson didn't really like he was there were no black people in Denmark and blah 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 and I'm like well first he went to Italy because he was he considered himself a citizen of the world so and it's because and why did he write all those children's children's stories that feature children being abused because he himself was abused so um he was inspired to write the little mermaid from this italian story called undine and um you know i'm sure in the italian story the little mermaid was probably a person of color because the whole mommy wata lore (laughs) exactly exactly Um, plus, so, so they're like, well, Hans Christian Anderson, he was white. And so Little Mermaid was supposed to be white. No, I don't think he wrote with Little Mermaid being white in mind. I don't think he necessarily did that. Plus all you Christian assholes that have a problem with, with, uh, Black Mermaid. Guess what? Hans Christian Anderson was bisexual. (laughs) Okay. And the guy who directed this, that's why I mentioned it in the, um, in our, opening credits he's also gay so anyway what are you gonna do now <laughs> yeah get your panties all up in a bunch over that but Hans Christian Anderson was bisexual so um and I think people automatically see well his name is Hans Christian Anderson so he's Christian he believes like we do and we're white and he was white so whatever oh my god you know what though they probably do it's 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 mind-boggling how deeply stupid <laughs> these people are like you have a problem with all of these things you shouldn't want your kids to even watch the little mermaid disney basically just took stories that were already there yeah made them disney and then lawyered up because white people be playing the long game and if hans christian anderson were alive right now he would be pissed it would be in the longest uh, legal battle that anyone, it's like, this is my shit. But when yeah. they put Disney on it, you know, then that's it. So Hans Christian Anderson may not have had 
um, may, may not have been thinking of a white person, but once something is Disney, Walt Disney, that's the story of America. They don't look beyond like what's just been put in front of them. Whatever the white man, like the American decided it would be, is the gospel, is the way that it is. And it, they never fathom that it came from something else, even though most of their shit comes from something else. But those same people would be like, we're a melting pot. Like, pick a lane. Pick a motherfucking lane. And see, that's why I, I so enjoy like following people um, like Christian A. Smith on TikTok and Donnell writes, I forwarded you that link where um, he was talking about, <laughs> there's actually a group on Facebook, Christians Against Black Ariel, <laughs> Christians Against the New Little Mermaid. And uh, how about, well, that makes me want to get a little profile and just join. Yeah, but it, it he, he, he says, and I'll, I'll put this, um, I'll put this in, in the, uh, the video edit, like that TikTok, where he show, he shows like, uh, I, I put it in a link in the show notes. If you want to watch it really quickly, you can. But um, just at the beginning of it, um, he says how the group is like, um, there's no racism allowed in this group. But if you need to get it out, go ahead, just keep it light. So what? <laughs> this is supposed to be a Christian group. <laughs> His whole page, like Christian Day Smith, is about decolonizing Christianity. Um, so it's just really crazy that Christians, how they preach, like, oh, we're all inclusive, we love everybody. Because that's the story of Jesus. But damn those niggers, and there better not ever be black mermaids ever, because that's just against God. <laughs> As Christians, you should be concerned about so much more. Than black mermaids. Check out this video. So the name of this group is Christians Against the Little Mermaid, and there are almost ten thousand members in this group. Later in the video, Becca goes on to highlight the group's one rule: no racism. But if you feel the need to act racist, keep it to a happy medium. And of course, the white Christians in that group took full advantage of their opportunity for happy medium racism. They shared everything from racist memes, racist jokes, white people in blackface. The list goes on and on. In the comments of that video, you'll see people saying, I have no words. How could they call themselves Christian? How could they be so hateful? This is your reminder that historically, white Christians have never had to separate their racism and bigotry from their religion. Some white Christians made efforts to do this, but they were in the slim minority. For white Christians, nearly every act of violence, bigotry, and hatred towards black people was biblically rationalized. Meaning, white Christians interpreted the Bible in such a way that not only gave space to their racism, but permitted it, sanctioned it. You can learn more about these intersections in Eric Weed's book, The Religion of White Supremacy in the United States. Remember, it was white Christians who used to attend lynchings on Saturdays and go to church on Sundays. White Christians in hoods used to gather around burning crosses and sing hymns. Given the history of racial violence carried out by white Christians, sharing racist memes in a Facebook group probably is a happy medium for them. This is one of many reasons why I continue to say that in the American context, it is virtually impossible to separate white supremacy and Christian supremacy. The casting of Ariel as a black woman threatens white supremacist norms, and so white Christians feel it's their obligation to stand against it. And that is because, whether they admit it or not, their religion is white supremacy. That is why they're extremely incensed about a black Ariel and utterly silent about white Jesus. Like and follow for more content. <laughs> I'm like, y'all didn't have anything else to, better to do than the trip over Ariel being black. Now, I'm like, I'm fine with her being black, of course. Mami Wata, I like how they combine um, the Mami Wata uh, mythology with the siren mythology, because sirens are not mermaids. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I picked up on that. Um, but I'm like, really? What what I took offense to, and I wonder like if anybody else had noticed, because this Hank Christian Anderson wrote this story in 1837. So it was published in 1837. 
And this was supposed to take place in the Caribbean during the 1700s. So I'm just like, the slave trade was alive and well. <laughs> so was it different in the Caribbean where there was this black queen? I appreciated that she was black and they, you know, they make like, well, how she had this white son? Well, he was adopted, you know. They they cover that up, but I'm like, okay, there's a part in the movie where they have a little dance break by all these black people. You can tell that they're not on the same level as the royalty. So are we just not gonna mention the slave trade at all? So I found this this not <laughs> yeah. Mention a slave trade. No, you too woke. <laughs> I'm like, shit. I'm looking at OC and he's enjoying the film and everything. And I'm like, yes, I'm staying awake. I'm staying awake. Um, and I'm just like, yeah, but historically, like, there was a lot going on. So you mean to tell me this white guy who has a black adopted mom in the Caribbean during the time of the slave trade is gonna fall in love with this black mermaid, and then she grows legs and become a human, and then all of these multicultural people are just gonna get along and well, even though the slave trade is alive and well all around them. I wasn't the only one that felt that way. There's a link to the this other blog post who talks about that in the show notes. And now a word from our sponsor. Amazing Grace. <coughs> What's wrong, baby? Why can't you hit that note? Oh, Grandma, my throat hurts. I tried everything. Tea with honey, tea with lemon, tea, even cough drops. Well, that's the problem, baby. You've tried everything but the right thing. Well, what's the right thing? Child, I'm glad you asked. You need my Grandma Sadie's Soothing Throat Lozenges. Her lozenges are a mainstay in the black community. Why, it's made from a secret recipe, and it's been saving church solos and civil rights protests for generations. It'll coat your throat and soothe your soul. Oh, thank you, Father. Okay, I'll take two. Sadie's Soothing Throat Lozenges is made with a secret family recipe that includes a little love, some perseverance, and a whole lot of hot sauce. In just 30 minutes, you'll be ready to either make a joyful noise into the Lord or scream at Whitey till freedom come. Well, how do you feel, child? <clears throat> amazing grace. I feel, well, amazing. Thank you, Grandma. Oh, baby, don't thank me. You need to thank your great-grandma, Sadie. Thank you, great-grandma, Sadie. Sadie's soothing throat lozenges. Don't you let your solo go to hell. Thoughts? Oh, I totally get it, but I would, it's like, this is not by Henry Louis Gates. <laughs> like, like, this, is, this is Disney. <laughs> now, were those thoughts, like, the thoughts were going in my head like, hmm, what would have to be happening in order for this to even be a little bit true? And I chalked it up to like the more you delve into history and the ambiguity of when everybody mixes, mm -hmm. like the main woman who seemed like she was the woman of the house, but you could tell, but she wasn't the queen because she like the one that helped to like, you know, clean Ariel up and get her some shoes. And it was black woman. She was lighter skinned and had like curly hair. And all I kept thinking was like, yeah, Creole, 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 like Creole, because it, it I could see this being, you know, Spanish or French or, um, uh, or Portuguese, which, you know, they seemed British or something, but it was just like all of this shit, like they're, they're taking what they know to be true. Like Disney does. 
yeah. and they threw it in a blender. And with this one, they're going to do it more because, hey, listen, the mermaid is black. So we're about to wild out with everything else. You know, you got your black mermaid. So, you know, she's also got like an Asian sister. And a so I was like, okay. And I didn't have a problem with that. It's Disney. But I could not help but notice the same things that you did as far as like, what are the racial politics right now? Like this woman, she's in control of this house. She's not the queen, but she obviously is running things. Just like the other man who was East Indian, who was kind of like his body man that was totally in the bag for Ariel. Like I was surprised. I thought that he would be like trying to encourage him to do the proper thing. But he was like, you know, no, you know, sometimes you have to, um, how did he put it? Sometimes you have to step outside of the rules. As the person who's obviously the eyes and ears for his mom, he seemed like he would be the one that's like, this isn't proper. But he acted like his homie. There is a scene where he wasn't supposed to leave, but the guy finagles it to get him a carriage so that he could hang out. Yeah. And right as he's closing the gate, the woman's like, oh, so there are carriages available? And he was like, oh, you know, it's just one. And she like looked at him and they kind of had that thing like, yeah, because like we used to pull the same shit too. And I just knew like... Oh, they're getting it on. And it never happened. I'm like, so then why is he so partial to him, you know, being with this woman of color? I just knew he had his own or, or something like that. So I, I I just looked at it like this is that thing where everyone is so, there's such a mixture that it's literally a third category of people, which is what it was like in certain parts, namely Louisiana, where it's so much mixing not to say that there's not like a hierarchy, but for the most part, it's just kind of like, we can kind of just pretend because everybody is something else and we kind of all don't care. So it felt like this could be true because what have we learned that the things that we think about how things were, we've been finding that it there really depends on where you were yeah. was different. And that just reminded me of Kindred and, and, and how we talked about like, you know, we really have this very linear view or this binary view of like, you know, you either free or, you know, or they were on your ass constantly. And then as we watch things, it's like, yeah, but maybe in this remote town, you know, slavery looked like this. And so I was able to suspend my, my disbelief, number one, because I wouldn't expect anything from Disney. They're already patting themselves on the back for making the mermaid a black woman. But then when I really started to think about it, it's like, I could see this being true. Maybe not this widespread on this island, but I bet you there were pockets where mm-hmm. it was like, eh, like this is this is how we get down. Since they're not in the middle of the UK or in the middle of wherever, it's more relaxed, y- you know? And everybody looked like, not everybody, but most people, it's like everybody was ambiguous looking. Like these people just be, they just mix it. And it just reminded me of Louisiana, <laughs> like, yeah. in, like in certain parts. And, you know, I said, so that's how they're getting, they're getting away with it. Because Disney has spent a lot of time in New Orleans, like in the recent, to do research oh, about free people okay. of color. And so PJ Morton is doing the music, like they're changing Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain is about to be Tiana's Bayou ride or something. Like they're changing the whole thing. Wow. PJ Morton local musician who plays with um played with maroon five like he's a new orleans boy he's doing the music um they went to all these museums they're supposed to be coming back but people come to the museum a lot quentin tarantino came when he was doing uh django because that was uh-huh um there's a poem that's on the wall that inspired that story now i wasn't working there yet but 
He came oh, through. Django. Yeah, you told me about yeah. it. But she didn't know that it was Quentin Tarantino because he did not he look like crazy. He's not a good looking person. I'm just, I'm sorry, Quentin, but like, you know how no, you- he looks like a toe. A toe? Like, so uh, something akin to, what's the name on um <laughs> on Sex in the City? Because what, like Peter on uh, Family Guy said she looked like a foot. Uh, what's her name on um on Sex in the City? The main one, Carrie, Carrie Sarah Jessica Parker, Sarah Jessica Parker. She said she looks like a foot. She does. Yeah, <laughs> she does. Yeah. Well, he looks like a big toe. Look at your big toe and like take like a sharpie and like draw a nose and put some glasses like right on the edge. That's how he looks. Yes, like, like, like side without the nail. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, but that's like a toe. Yeah. Wait a minute. Like this. Oh shit. Yeah, you're right. He looks like a toe. <laughs> he looks like a toe. Because he, he, he doesn't like help because he's always like, like it's like yes. it's like his face, a very talented artist, like those kinds of artists that can make something out of just one line. Mm-hmm. I could see somebody that has, if you take somebody that has that talent, take a sharpie on the underside of a big toe, they could do his face because his face is just one continuous line. His face is like one of those things that you look at and you could be looking at one of two things. It's like an optical illusion. It's like, I thought that was a woman choking a dog. It's like, no, it's a flower. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Okay. I, well, I didn't do that about that, but I did go deep. (laughs) Like, cause you know me. So like I said, on straight thought. So the film starts with a bunch of white boys on a ship trying to kill mermaids because mermaids are violent and dangerous. Like, and I see how they were trying to make that, um, you know, that comparison mermaids against uh, humans. That was very clear. And yeah. And I'm like, okay, thank you, Rob Marshall. Thank you. You know, you, you did your job there. Um, but much like Hans Christian Anderson, I think they're they're both like slightly unaware of the <laughs> implications <laughs> of what the story could do. Because it's like, know, ah, see, see, I did I did good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like I'm like, okay, so you have this mermaid. She's she doesn't know anything about humans, but she's so infatuated with them and she wants to be a part of their world. She's willing to give up her fucking voice. What's that supposed to say to black people all over the place? Like, hey, just give up your voting rights so you can be a part of this this society, because that's where I went. (laughs) Well, you're not the only one, though. Um, I did come across a TikTok. And I've heard this, but I didn't really have an opinion because like I said, I never really saw the first one, but there's a lot of millennials who are like, I'm getting really irritated with the narrative that the difference in this one is going to be. She didn't give up her voice for a boy. You know, it was for so much more. And the first one, she did it all for a man. Hallie Bailey says that her version of Ariel is more nuanced than the original Little Mermaid. We've definitely changed the perspective of her just wanting to leave the ocean for a boy. It's way bigger than that. It's about herself, her purpose, her freedom, her life, and what she wants. Love you, Hallie, but I am so sick of this BuzzFeed-ass hot take that the original Ariel just wanted to leave the ocean for a boy. Like, no. She had a demonstrable interest in anthropology before she even met Eric. She always wanted to go to the surface world. She always wanted to learn more about humans. It was never just about a boy.
they made some good points. They were like, she was infatuated with the world, period. Yeah. Eric was kind of like her way to see it. Mm-hmm. And she could see it for him. But it is true. She was collecting all kinds of things. And it didn't have anything to do with like, I just want a human man. It was just like, I'm so curious about this world. And I get what she means. It's kind of like people don't even really have to read that much below the surface. They just assume, oh, probably the older one was probably like less feminist. And this one is going to be more feminist. But since I've watched both movies, it's like, no, it's the same thing. It's the, the same thing. thing that I've seen is slightly different. Ursula's motivation in this one did seem to be more specifically aimed at her brother, like a yeah. sibling thing. And then the other one, it was the typical like, bitch, you think you're cute. <laughs> like, let me take it from you. But people actually do have a point. Like the original Ariel wasn't like, I just want human dick. I'm tired of fish dick. <laughs> fish dick, it sounded like I said fish stick. That makes me think of South Park where Kanye is a gay fish because he likes fish sticks. <laughs> <laughs> and I have never been seen that or heard that, but. That's it's just hilarious. Because this, oh, man. I will put that in the final edit because that shit is hilarious. They have Kanye West swimming through the the sea. I've seen that and I didn't know what the context was, but I've seen that. He's like, do you like fish sticks? Oh, you're a gay fish. He's like, what? I'm not a gay fish. I thought it was beautiful. Like she really did great. And I watched interviews with her. I, I watched her talk about, you know, locks are very heavy. And so she was like, that's the scene. That's the iconic scene from the first one where she flips, flips the hair back. She was like, we had to do that so many times. I was so mad. She's like, my neck was killing me. She was like, yeah, because she had to keep doing it. And they were wet. Yo, um, like people with natural hair complain about wash day with just natural hair. No, there's poundage because these things are sponges and they soak up all of the hair and then. I, I literally have to wring it out, you know, and then it takes yep. forever to dry. Heavy. I, it's the same I, when you have like extra long. It's very similar to when you get braids that are extra long. Mm-hmm. And if, if, if you're going to have box braids for a while, you're supposed to wash. And it's like, uh, I, I need to lie down. <laughs> yeah, my neck <laughs> and she had to keep pocket. She had to keep doing. It was a beautiful shot. It was a beautiful shot. But she was like, yeah, I was mad. <laughs> I, I made a note in the theater because I think there was one part where there she he's coming in for a kiss and they don't quite kiss or maybe they did kiss and he touched her hair and I'm like she let him touch her hair. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Um. Mm. The other thing is like the bird rap was was cute. I appreciated the bird rap. I'm not a fan of Aquafina, but I thought it was cute. Um. And then black girls swimming, like. I I hope that so many black girls are like, yeah, I want to swim, you know, because the 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 mortality rate for black people, you know, black people drowning atrocious. It's an epidemic. You won't hear about it on the news. You might hear a news story here or there about somebody drowning, but it is really a bad problem. So I am I'm hoping that that more little black girls, black families in general this movie encourages them to go get in the water and learn how to swim because it's really important, y'all. It really, really is. Um, I will be going back to see it, which is Cheryl and I's usual practice. When we see a movie with them, we're like, we'll be coming back to catch all yeah, this theater. that we missed while we were passing down candy or telling somebody to shut up. <laughs> y'all 
don't know. Like going to the, the movies with kids, it's a because you know snacks and treats and bathroom and all of that. It's it's not for the faint of heart. I enjoyed seeing them enjoying themselves and also having all the uh, stuff. Like yeah, that seems shallow, but it's like a personal thing for the because we never had the thing because it was like, it was always like very bare bones because like, that's just what it was. And so I know sometimes we kind of overdo things. It's like, Nope, I want you to have all of the things. And they were happy sitting there with their little smuggled in snacks and the doll and the purse. The whole idea of it, the experience of it. I'm happy for these generation of kids. I'm first of all, I'm happy that my son is like, yeah, let's go see this movie. He didn't think, oh no, this is for girls and it's not for me. You know, he's like, yeah, let's go see this movie. It's the main character is a girl. I don't care. She hot. I want to see it. Oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah, it makes me happy too. (laughs) You know, (laughs) and yeah, OC, that part of his brain has been turned on. So now he's just like, ooh, mommy, I saw your butt. I'm not supposed to see that. I'm like, it's an ass, dude. Like, calm down. Anyway, (laughs) but um. But yeah, like I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm happy that when I went to the theater, you see all of these like bands of black girls with their parents and then the little brother, but nobody's complaining. They're like, yeah, we're going to see this movie starring yes. a black girl, you know, in the in the feature role. And that just makes me happy. And then, you know, just to have that experience, like our ancestors are smiling. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think about that and that that makes me so happy. But then of course the cynic in me comes out and I'm just like, Disney is making money hand over fist. Like all they had to do was add this blackness to the mix and we're going and throwing money at it. Cause we we're just so still so hungry to see ourselves represented. And you were right, a year ago when they put out that trailer. And, you know, you're seeing um, TikToks and reels of girls, she's Black, you know, and it, it brought tears to my eyes because I'm like, this means so much to our kids, but also- But then it makes you mad. <laughs> yeah, they're so young, like, they are so aware at a young age that things are different from them. And- Oh, it, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, and like, she's Black, like, she looks like me, mommy, like- yeah. <laughs> I, I want yeah. I want that. I want them to be enjoying this, but also I don't want it to be like something new or special for them. Like I, I want them to tune in the TV and be like, yeah, black folks on TV. Yeah, like that's a girl on TV. Yeah. Like to where they don't even have to say, like, oh, it's a black girl. I I, I think I think it will be like that for I mean, I am glad that they're at least getting this. As they get older, it'll become more of the norm or they will expect it. And then should they decide to like also have children, it'll be much more normal and or expected for them. Hey y'all, Nita Sharice here. Before we rate this week's selection, we wanted to explain our rating system. One star. Don't waste your time. This show basically sucks. Two stars. It's okay to have on in the background. It's a pleasant enough show. Three stars. Put this on while you're doing your work so you can look up occasionally and cuss it out a little bit. Four stars. Don't do your work while watching this, but you can scroll social media. It's perfectly fine. Five stars. Put your phone down and watch. This is must-see TV. Pay attention. What's the matter with you? So there you have it. Tangentially Speaking's rating system. 
started the show. <laughs> Ready to kiss the girl. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> How do you rate The Little Mermaid? I okay, I gave it four stars because of my cynicism. I I just I just couldn't get over. Probably if I had a daughter, I would be like, yeah, four stars, you know. And I I hate to even say like oh, I'm treating my son differently than my daughter, but also I mean he doesn't want to be a mermaid and he doesn't really identify. He just thought she was a hot ass mermaid. She was. She was. She was hot. She's so beautiful. She's, she's beautiful. She's a beautiful girl. Um, I I was just like, okay, um. This takes place during slavery, so the fuck. I I just could not get that out of my head. But but yeah, I was gl- I'm glad that it's it's made. I I'm excited about Tiana thing. I know black people were mad because it's like, oh yeah, you're gonna have one the one black Disney princess and she's a frog for most of the film. The people were felt a, a sort of way about that. So um but I'm hoping that if they're going and doing their due diligence, then, you know, they'll do right by that story and make up for whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They messed up with that. They owe us another Disney princess. Because I don't put the little, I don't consider, I mean, the Little Mermaid is what she is. It's great. But Princess Tiana was original. They owe us another thing that is not from something else. Like, oh, we just took Cinderella and we made a black. So, you know, like that'll be your, I want like another one. Um, but yeah, so they, they have, they have plans for things. Uh, it's impactful and it matters. Cause when we were in Disney and that the parade came around, the float came with Tiana and her prince and, and they were waving. And then it's like, it went. It was, it was, I was like, it affected me. I am a grown woman. When we walked in to take pictures with her, I gasped audibly. And then I was like, was that me? And Cheryl was like, mm-hmm. Because I walked in and it's so pretty. They they had Rapunzel on one side. Like you, you talked to both of them. But I saw her and went, oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm telling you that place. I don't know if they're pumping something. But the entire time I was like, I should be angry right now. It's hot. All of these lines are long. But somehow the irritation you feel is from your children. <laughs> like, like, it's just them. Um, but you're generally just like, happy and I really think that it's the service I don't know if they're beating those people or scaring them or drugging them up but those people are just like there's no attitude there's nothing I'm hoping that I have a similar experience when we take the kids to Disneyland because I know my childhood at Disneyland and Disney World this is why I hate Disney to this day <laughs> pretty much I'm like I'm I it's I'm going against my will when I every time I go see a Marvel movie you know, or every time, every time I like turn on the Disney subscription again so my kids can catch a movie, I'm just like, I hate this. I hate this. It's just got so much content and then a lot of good stuff on there. Yeah. Disney I, Plus is a really good app. I know. I can't get away from it. So it's it's just stuffed like, damn, y'all. Like, so yeah. I, I can't get away from it. And then, like, you know, you see the little, the little, um, what the the little cartoons that they have like the woman with the bun she made a um there's an asian woman yes the dumpling when the dumpling grows up like that that tugged on my fucking heartstrings i was so mad at myself anyway i'm hoping that disney you need to do your work you need to bring me in because right now you don't have me okay is that our show that is our show (laughs) thanks for listening to dan gingerly speaking 
This podcast is recorded and produced by Nikki Ebo and Nita Sharice. The theme music is Lush Living by Martin Langstrom. Our artwork was created by Prime Vice Studios. You can find out more about this intellectual property development agency at primevicestudios.com. You can find us on your favorite podcast player as well as YouTube. You can also follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Tang Speak Pod. That's T-A-N-G Speak Pod.